let's go to God's word. It's good to see you. You know, um, happy new year to 2022. God's still alive. God's still in control. You know, regardless of what we hear and what we see, God is still in control of the universe and he's in control of our lives as well. That's so important for us to know and understand, isn't you know, it? Because he is in control of us and he's got good things for us this year. Let's pray. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, Lord. And we pray, Father, that you would just minister into our lives, Father. Thank you for your presence in this place as we worship, Father, as we praise, Lord. And today, Father, as we meditate on your word, that you would just minister, speak life into our being, Lord. Lord, just let your word, Lord, just, just settle in, saturate, Lord. Fall on good soil, we pray, Lord. And just to minister into our spirit as we as we come to you on the first day of the year to just honor you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray and ask. Amen. Amen. So what God put on my heart is prayer. It was one of the topics of prayer, but I'm just going slightly off than that. It's, a, it's a, a favorite verse of mine in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. I don't know if you know that, but I'll come back to that one. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. If I can get that up. Yeah. So the NIV version says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's one of my favorite words when we, you know, I come here. I think I've done that as meeting leading so many times that I've, I've shared with you. And today I want to just have a look at that verse and see what we can gather from that as we meditate on it. And I'm going to just give you the the message version of that and the message says like this philippians it's, it's not up there philippians 4 6 and 7 do not fret or worry instead of worrying pray let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers letting god know your concerns before you know before you know it a sense of god's wholeness Everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. That's the message worship. Now, I thought this morning, I just want to say, I don't know if you have had things that concern you, things that worry you, that come in. You know, Jesus said that we're going to have trouble on this earth. But he also said on the same, in the same words, he also said, my peace I give to you. My peace I give to you. In this world, you will have trouble. John 16, 33. But I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. You know what? Probably all of us, you know, we've gone through circumstances. We've gone through situation. Hit me with anything. But when I have the peace of God knowing everything is going to work out, I live differently. I don't know about you. I live differently. I talk differently. I pray differently. 
when I know that God's going to work things out, I just do it so differently. I, I approach life so differently. I'm talking about everything and anything that could come into our life. So let's put some background into this one here. Here, Paul writes to the church in Philippi. So he's been there. He's done a few ministries. You know where he's writing from? Prison. Do you know what the background to this man's life? He was stoned. He was, he was thrown into prison. He was shipwrecked in the water one day and one night. And he went through all of that. And towards the end of, life, of his life, he probably, I don't know if he knew that he's going to be executed. But towards the end of his life, he's writing this. In every situation, pray, petition, thanksgiving, and the peace of God will transcend into our lives. So in context, I think he's the best person to write about it. Isn't it? He's the best person to write about it as he faced imminent death. And this is what Paul's writing and he says, you know what, that's why I said, can I tell you this morning as we meditate, there's one particular thing that God really put on my heart. And I pray that we get that this morning to just walk in the peace of God regardless of what is, comes into our life. Why does God allow things in our life? Sometimes He allows it so that He to increase our faith. Sometimes to, you know, bring peace, to bring Paul, you know, I don't like the anger that you have inside. I'm just giving you an example. And, but I'm going to bring you this so that you can learn from it and improve. So sometimes, you know, it's a consequence of what we do. And still God can intervene and do things. Some of the things that so troubles me. I don't know about you. Some of the things that so troubles me. One thing that really I pray on a daily basis is the salvation of my kids. On an everyday basis. But at times when I pray, you know, sometimes I'm not sure this is going to happen. I don't know if you have had that thought. Is this going to materialize, God? I'm praying, is this going to materialize? When I look at the action, when I look at what they say, I'm, going to, I'm thinking again, God, I'm praying every day, but is this going to materialize? And that's when, you know, like I've, I have had been in situations where I've just lost that peace. So the next day again, I'm going to pray, God, save my child, God. I don't want him to do that. If it's not your will, take that away. You know, that, that's just one of those prayers. And there's so many at work, you know, when something pops up and you think to yourself, oh, is that a, is that a situation where it's going to demote me? Or is it going to withhold my promotion? Do you know what I mean? Just things, everyday things in our life that we worry about and we lose our peace. And this morning, we just want to look at this one here. And I want to tell you the power of prayer and what prayer actually does. And that's what Paul says, when we pray, when we petition, when we give, start giving thanks, when we do that, the Bible word says that peace that we may think, you know, the situation is still there, but the peace will rule our hearts and our lives. And I just encourage you, that's what I believe this morning as we meditate on God's scripture, I want you to just start to walk in it. And the first thing we're going to say, what is prayer? Prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful. It is commanded by God. I'm going to go just to one particular passage. You know Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10, the background to this is Daniel has been fasting for three weeks. He's been fasting for three weeks, no choice food, no lotion on his body, and he's fasting. 
And when he was, he's fasting to get an understanding of a vision that he got. So he's fasting for three weeks. What happens when he's fasting? Someone appears. Someone appears from God. And I want to read these words. And I, and I pray that we get this. Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. I'm going to read this. So that this man who comes in, the vision of a man that comes in, uh, you know, dressed in gold, he comes in, and this is what he says. Listen to verse number 12. And he said, then he continued, he started from verse, a few verses earlier, and he said, Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding to, and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. Can I stress and tell you, and this man that came from God, he said, from the first day that you pray. Come on, church. You know what he said? He said, from the first day that you prayed, your prayer, your words were heard. That's a powerful statement. That's a powerful statement. Today, if I tell you, every prayer that you have prayed, the first time that you prayed for that, God has heard your prayer. If I tell you the promise, and I say, you know, sometimes we pray and pray, but we think that God hasn't heard our prayer. We think that we need to keep on praying again and again as if we're bringing it new to God. But here, the Bible was says, the first time you prayed that prayer, God's heard it. And that's when it opened up and I said, the first time I prayed for my kids to be saved, God has heard it. But I keep on praying as if God hasn't heard it. And I go back and I go back and I go back to it. But the Bible was clearly says, if you're going to go through a few verses, the Bible was clearly says, every prayer that you and I have prayed, the first time we prayed, it's already registered down there. Whether it's for salvation. Whether it's for healing. Whether it's for a circumstance. Whether it is for a financial debt that you need God to intervene. And I tell you, every prayer, every prayer, not just one or two, every prayer that we prayed, the first time we prayed, God's already heard it. Now, when we start to believe that, when we start to receive that, when we understand that, the second time we pray, we don't pray like the first time, faith begins to build up. Because we say, God, you've heard my prayer. Because it is biblical for us to bring everything to you. Because God says that. Jesus said that. Come to God in prayer. Come to God in prayer. So the first time we did it, we, it is already registered. The second time we pray, you know what? We pray differently. We pray differently. Can I tell you, that is one thing that God really put me, put on my heart as I was preparing. Every prayer that you have prayed, God's heard it. God's heard it. God's heard it, and He will answer it. You know, and as I was preparing this, you know, sometimes some of our desperate prayers have never been, some of my desperate prayers have never been for 
wealth and money and a big house and a mansion. I don't know if you prayed like that. But some of my desperate prayers have been for salvation, for health, for healing, for a circumstance at my workplace. Because once we know and we understand that God's already heard it, the second time we pray differently. And I, before I go to them, I'm just going to go through a few verses. In Matthew 7, 7, Jesus said, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. John 14, 13. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Now, it just goes on. It's just littered in the Bible about prayer that God hears our prayers. That God hears our prayers. Mark eleven twenty two. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they, what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold in anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. So prayer, the moment, so for example, when I have prayed that God save my children, and I have the assurance that God's already heard that, my second day prayer is going to be faith that increases, saying, God, you're going to answer my prayer, because I know that you've heard the prayer. And God, I bring my children again. God, I bring my children again. That's why the petition comes in. So Paul says, bring in every situation, bring it to prayer. So what have you prayed for? Can I tell you God's heard your prayer? Is it marriage? Is it for your child? Is it when you retire, you're in doubt of whether the money is enough for you? I can assure you today that God has heard your prayer. Not because of what I say. It's biblical. Do you know what I mean? It's not what because I say, but it's the word of God that tells you that. And we went through the verses that Jesus said, or Jesus said, it's the word of God that tells you that, not me. And once you take a hold of that, now your second day prayer, or the second time you're praying should be different. The second thing that Paul talks about in, in Philippians 4, 6 and 7, he talks about petition. You know, Jesus talked about persistent prayer. Jesus talked about persistent prayer, and he gave a parable as a widow that was seeking justice. And Jesus actually said, I'm going to give you a parable to show you on persistent prayer so that we won't give up praying. We won't give up praying. So it took him so long. So Daniel started praying. On the first day, it was heard. By the time he got a response back, it was on the 24th day. In the same way, when we started praying 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, God's already heard that. Maybe the response is not coming in according to how we want it to be, but God's got His timing. I can tell you there's so many prayers that I prayed, I've even given up on it. I'll be honest with you, because I've even forgotten, but I haven't got an answer for it. It's good to write things down on what is important, what you're praying for. So here's petition. So Paul is saying, bring your petition. 
Persistence. Persistence. Keep going to God. But the way you pray is not like the first time you prayed. You know God's already heard it. You go back and you go, God, you, you've heard it. I believe you're going to answer it because you're a God who heard my prayer. You are powerful and you can do this. And I believe on the promises of God. And I believe that you're going to answer. You're going to save my child. See, see, the second prayer is different to the first one because we know God's already heard it. And so, you know what? The Word of God is so powerful. Can I, can I say we can't have one without the other? Isn't that right? Yeah, prayer alone is not sufficient. You, we need the Word of God in our life. The Word of God alone is not sufficient. We need prayer in our life. So when you recall the Word of God, when you recall the promises of God, me and my household will be saved. Those are word, the Word of God. And when we read that and, and you pray, you take on the promises of God, pray with the Word of God. It's very important to know the Word of God, to read the Word of God, to meditate the Word of God, and pray with the Word of God. You know, God put something on my heart. I know some of you follow, I, I put up, a daily Bible reading, audio Bible reading that I put up on YouTube. God put that on my heart, and I just put it. So we, those of you, I know some of you follow that. We've gone through half the Bible already, and Psalms and Proverbs a few times. So if you're following through, I don't make any money out of it. In fact, I spend more money and time doing that, but I, I thought that was something that God put on. If that's a passage that I take chapters of the Bible and I put it together, where you can actually listen to it while you're driving, while you're working, while you're cooking, while you're cleaning. And if you want to read along, I've also made it an option where you can actually read the Bible along. So the words will actually appear on the screen for you to read along. And if you follow that reading, in a year you actually finish the whole Bible and Psalms and Proverbs a few times. So you know, get into the Word. Whatever you do, get into the Word of God. Memorize the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Because pray alone. Because when we go and pray like that, without the Word of God, we don't know the promises of God. Our prayers are different. So get into the Word of God. You know, read the Word of God and the promises of God that God's got for you. It's a persistent prayer. It's got to be persistent, not give up. And one thing that comes up to my mind is when Joshua went out to fight with the Amalekites. Do you remember that? Joshua went out to fight with the Amalekites. And what did Moses do? In Exodus chapter 17, Moses goes up on a hill and he sits down there. And what does he do? He lifts his hands up. As soon as he lifts his hands up, the Israelites, you got to remember, they were going towards their promised destination. Isn't that right? They were going towards their promised destination. And there the enemy comes against them. And here Moses goes up on a hill and he lifts his hands up. As soon as he lifts his hands up, who was getting victory? The Israelites were gaining victory. And what happened when he started bringing his hands down? In fact, the Amalekites were gaining victory. As soon as Moses lifted his hands up, the Israelites were gaining victory. It was a long battle. It was persistent prayer. And what happened? Aaron and Hur came along and they supported Moses when he was sitting up on the hill. Can I encourage you? Persistent prayer. Never give up. So we know and understand that God's already heard it. And once we know that, we just have to keep on battling it out and battling it out and battling it out and battling it out. You know what? Some prayers we may never see in our lifetime. My grandmother, so my grandmother was a very godly woman. I, you know, 
some of you might know, she used to wake us up when I was six years old. I used to get up at five o'clock to pray. And five o'clock, you know, what do I know at five o'clock at six years old? Nothing. I would just, she would say, just say hallelujah, hallelujah. So from five o'clock, I'd start saying hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And not understanding anything. And I'd go on and go on. And she can pray for two to three hours. And two to three hours at five o'clock for a six-year-old is, man, that, that, you know, recalling back. So we used to sit against the wall. We'd sit down and just fall asleep. And back in Malaysia, she, we would have pebbles outside of the house. So she would gather some pebbles and she would keep it next to her. And we like, when we fall asleep, she would take a pebble and she would throw at us. And, and we would kind of wake up and we continue hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah again, you know. Back then, I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know anything about it. But just followed whatever my grandmother said. And then she would say, now get up and stand. And then we'd get up and stand, lean against the wall. And then we fall asleep again. And another pebble comes along. And then she says, now get away from the wall and stand in the middle. And then we get set up in the middle. And we go, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah for the three hours. You know, that's, that's me growing up in my grandmother praying. And I remember she used to pray. Out of all the kids, one was not saved. She was, she got, you know, she was the eldest and got married to a non-believer Hindu. And she prayed and she prayed. She would fast. We, I used to fast when I was six years old. I didn't know anything about fasting, but I would fast. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I was so hungry, six years old. I used to go to the bathroom. We won't be, we're not allowed to drink or eat. I'd open the tap and put my mouth under there and drink what? What? Water as a six-year-old. And, and but you know what? All that formed who I am today. All that formed who I am. But she prayed and she prayed and she prayed on her deathbed. My auntie, who is my mother's sister, she gets saved when she dies. When my grandmother died and my auntie got saved. She never lived to see. You know how joyful you would be as a parent to see your child repent and come and honor God. She's a godly Christian now in Malaysia. She's still alive. I see the fruit. That prayer that she made, she never got to see that salvation. It's in the same way. Can I tell you, never give up. God, some of the prayers that we pray, we're going to go to the grave with her. But you know what? God's already heard it on the first day that you pray. And that persistent prayer, God will one day answer you. Pray. Never give up. And the third thing he actually gives is thanksgiving. So Paul says in, in Philippians, he says, but thanksgiving, you know, thanksgiving is important in prayer. There were 10 lepers who were healed. Luke 17, 10 lepers who were healed. And how many came back? Just one. And Jesus said, what happened to the nine who were healed? You know, leprosy back then was a big thing. You were excluded from the community. You were isolated from meetings. You could not go anywhere. Everyone knew when someone was, uh, had leprosy. Out of the ten, all of them were healed, but only one came back to thank God. And Jesus actually asked, what happened to the Lord? You know, thanksgiving is powerful when we include it in prayer. Can I tell you, I, I for one, you know, I'm at guilt of this, where I don't thank God enough. I do pray. God does answer but many times, my thank you is just a one-off thank you that finished it. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a rat that was chewing away on our, on a, on a, our um, board. You know, it was chewing and chewing away. 
When I went and knocked into it, it had chewed the background on it, and there was only a layer of paint that was there. That's how bad that red was. It was a massive red that I saw on a camera. It chewed the jeep rock away, and there was only a layer of paint. And I, and I put my hand on the paint, and there was a big hole there. That's what happened. And it was a minor thing, but you know what? Sassy and I began to pray, God help us, God help us. And sure enough, the red was gone. I put some bait and all that, it was gone. That massive red was gone. But our thank you was just God, thank you once. And we kind of forget about the thanksgiving because of what God has done. But thanksgiving is powerful because every time you recall what God has done in your life, faith builds up for the things that God hasn't answered yet. Isn't that right? Every time we think about what God has done, how God has healed, I have had a miraculous healing, complete healing. I used to have back problems as a cleaner. Because I used to bend down and I was always cleaning toilets for five years. I used to have a back problem because you don't want to squat like this and wash. It was a shopping center. So I used to just bend down like this and used to have a back problem. I remember I walked into one service and God instantaneously healed me. I saw I had a numbness that just went through from the top of the head to the sole of my feet. I was healed. Completely healed. But you know what? Every time I bring that back to my memory, faith just builds up. Faith just builds up. I know the God who healed me will answer my prayer for my salvation for my kids. I know the God who healed me will answer my prayer for this circumstance. I know the God who got rid of the rat will answer me for the salvation, for my marriage, for the sickness, for the circumstance, for the financial need, everything. See how thanksgiving just rises our faith within us. So that's what Paul says in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. So he goes prayer, he goes petition, and then he goes thanksgiving, put all of that, and he said, when we do that, when we do that, I'm just going to go into the Greek of what it says, Philippians 4. So I'm going to go back to verse 6. Do not be anxious. So he says, do not be anxious about anything. And he says, but in every situation, in every circumstance, in every problem, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And he says this, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know what it says? It says, in the Greek, it actually says, the peace that is superior than the problem. That's what it says. The peace that is more powerful than the problem will come in. And it says, you know, God, in the Greek word, it used as like a garrison. That's what the Greek word says. Like a garrison. So once that peace comes in, that peace will All of that against anxiety from coming. That's exactly what Paul says. That's a peace from God that will come. And so when we do that, you know what I mean? Our, our, our confidence in God that God's going to answer that prayer. I know God's going to answer because God's already heard it. With thanksgiving, I brought it to him in persistent prayer. And Lord, let that peace just guard our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus with the assurance all things are going to work together for good for those of us who love God. 
good is that? You know what? That's why I say, hit me with anything in life, but give me this peace. Isn't that right? Hit me with anything, God, but just give me this peace to know that you're going to answer. But how do we get this peace? By prayer, petition, thanksgiving. Like a garrison. I like that word in Greek. It's like a garrison. When we start doing that, when we start doing that, it just guards our heart. Superior peace over that problem that we're facing will guard us as we go through life. And you know what? Many times, many times, many times, I personally have failed and let doubt and let all these things come into my prayer life. That you know, I, I sometimes pray that as if God hasn't heard my 18 years ago all prayer that I started. You know what I mean? I don't know about you, but I still pray like that. But as I was preparing and I was meditating, God heard your prayers on the first day you prayed. Not because of what I'm saying, because it's biblical and that's what the Word of God says. And that's what the promise of God says. You know, Zechariah and Elizabeth, in Luke 18, if you see Zechariah and Elizabeth, sorry, Luke 1, Zechariah and Elizabeth, they were without a child. You know, when an angel appeared when he was ministering, you know what he said? Your prayer has been heard. That's what exactly he said to Zechariah. Your prayer for a child has been heard. And Elizabeth is going to have a child. John the Baptist is. Come stand with me this morning. I don't know if you paid, paid prayers and you feel, you know, sometimes we let our feelings control what we know and we understand. Is that right? We let our feelings control what we know and we understand. Let's go back to the Word of God and the promises of God. Let's go back to the Word of God and the promises. You know, the enemy loves to give us doubts. The enemy doesn't like us to be victorious. The enemy doesn't like you to, uh, you know, pray and get answers for praise. He throws doubts in your heart, in your mind. That's what he did to Jesus when he te tempted Jesus. But you know what? Today, can I tell you, every prayer that you pray, on the first time you pray, God's already heard. God has already heard. But we got to change the way we continue to pray for those things. Because God, I know that you heard my prayers. God, I know you heard my prayers. God, I believe you're going to answer those prayers. God, I believe you're going to answer those prayers. God, I rely on your word of God, on the promises that you've given me. Just hang on to it. Hang on to it and believe God for prayers to be answered in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing this song. We're going to end. You know, there's only a few of us. But we, I'm, I'm just going to let you to think about the prayers that you prayed, you're, you're still in doubt. Today, I want us, God, to come just change that spirit of God to just minister and just faith to rise up with Him and the God will answer. What is it that you prayed for? Is it for your grandkids? Is it for your kids? Is it for your marriage? Is it for your financial need? Is it for healing that you're praying for? What are the prayers that you have for God? I just want you to get that assurance. It's been heard. It's been heard, not because of me, but because of the word of God. Amen.
oh, we're going to sing this song. And I said, while they sing, if you want, you just meditate on those prayers. You don't have to sing along. And then I'm just going to come and we'll just end this meeting. 